You want me to mute myself? Uh, are we on? So it would be a different probably YouTube feed. Here we go. Uh, let's see if we're streaming. Hold on. We got a. We're live. Hey, we are live. So uh, some sort of bizarre. Um, hey, we did it. There it is. Yeah. First impressions live. You guys there? You hanging out with us on Smoke Night Live? Okay, so here's what happened. There was some sort of gerbil in in the equipment. I <laughs> what think. had happened was there was a gerbil in the equipment. Emmett, something. Uh, so you could tell folks, Matt, on YouTube to switch over. All right, uh, so we're rocking and rolling. We're gonna have fun. It's Friday night, Herf. We got YouTube watchers. Yeah, this is what we do. We got this it. is episode three hundred and fifty of Smoke Night Live. So, um, uh, excuse the uh, weird. Uh, issue at the beginning of the show that we'll blame that completely on alex tavella from smoking when we bring for him sure. on the show because it's totally his fault for sure but this is the eighth edition emmett malone of blind man's puff Howdy. of first impressions has it been how many of those have i been on i feel like at least half i think you have been on several of these yeah. if not if not the majority it's a fun one I uh, yeah i love it so here's the idea of the show tonight uh a cigar only gets one chance to make a good first impression and how many times I I know me, uh, I, I'm guilty of this. I I get a cigar, I smoke it, and within like the first twenty minutes, I'm like, okay, like I already kind of have my opinion of this particular cigar. Sure. Now that doesn't mean that you can't you don't finish it, and it might your opinion might change, and especially over time it might change. But that being said, those first impressions can be super important. So that's what we're doing tonight. We have a panel of experts. And we're all going to be smoking cigars that we've never smoked before. We're going to each get two different... Oh, by the way, please like, share, subscribe, all those things on the show. But we're each going to be smoking uh, uh, two cigars that we've never smoked before. And we're going to be rating them and talking about them, basically reviewing them live. And giving... It's sort of like cigar speed dating. You know, that's that's really what's going to happen. So, Emmett... Um, Blindmanspuff.com. You will be smoking what tonight? I'll be smoking the uh, new Villager Miami 2022 Lancero and the Luciano Cigars, formerly Ace Prime, uh, Maria Lucia. Well, that will be very interesting because yeah. of all its, its topical cigar. A lot of drama. Uh, Alex Tavella from Smoke In. Welcome back to Smoke Night Live. Hot off of his big win on the cigar brand fantasy draft. Alex, welcome back to the show, my friend. What will you be smoking tonight? Well, wait a minute. First of all, I want to adamantly <laughs> deny being responsible for this show and also adamantly deny using any type of anal bees to cheat in chess matches <laughs> as well. I just want to make that public. Well, tonight I will be smoking the Tatuaje Veracu Vera Blue. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, pretty. And also the Foundation Olmec Claro. Which is you know, fancy. Alex, there's one thing I don't like about that cigar is I can never pronounce that. Olmec. 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 Old McDonald right. on the farm. Right. Ooh. Like, there we go. Okay. It's like omelet, but omelet, but different. Okay. Good enough. Uh, Randy Griggs, host of the world-famous Flavor Odyssey podcast every Wednesday night. Randy, welcome to Smoke Night Live, my friend. And what will you be smoking tonight? You're well, muted. thank you for having oh. me. I think it was kind of rude. What? You're good. I think it's kind of rude that you like <laughs> rubbed it in my face that uh, Emmett's been on like every one of these. This is my first time on First Impressions. Mm, Thanks ouch. for having me. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry yeah, that uh, you're not the favorite around here, but. 
Uh, so tonight, for my inaugural appearance on First Impressions, I will be smoking the brand new West Tampa Tobacco Company Black. Nice. Super excited about this one. We had a great interview um, there at PCA as these were announced and released. Uh, so uh, super pumped because I haven't got to the black. I've only smoked the white. And then that will be followed up by the one, the only, the limited, mi querida, Ooh. Uh, Saka Khan. Yeah. Saka Khan. Uh, I just super got a box of those this. in the mail. I haven't lit it up yet. I yeah, can't wait. Me too. I can't wait to hear what you think of that bad boy. That's going to be interesting. Uh, studio audience yeah. tonight, Matt Hall. How are you doing, my friends? Howdy. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Doing good, brother. Uh, what will you be smoking tonight? Uh, first up is the Sancho Panza. Sancho Panza. Extra Forte. HVC selection number one. There you go. The HVC. That's so the one from out of his new factory. Out of the new factory. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Will be stuff. interesting to see how that goes. Jordan, what will you be smoking tonight? Uh, I've got what was formerly the Mystery Cigar from Drew Estate. Now we know it is Blackened. M81 by Drew Estate. Okay. And yeah, even from <laughs> you have to say it like that. It's just part of it. Uh, from Gurkha. All right. Uh, I, Jordan, and and guests will be smoking the CAO BX3, and then following that up with the 22 minutes to midnight from mm. Lost and Found. Um, so that's how the show will go. I'm going to skip the predictions. We were going to do a prediction uh, part of the show where. You predicted what Alex was going to think and so on, but I, I, I think that... We can, that can't we just do that as we go? Like, yeah, right yeah. Right, we right could, before the reveal? We could probably do so, that. Yeah. We'll, oh, that's we're, what I thought you we'll, meant in the first We'll do it live. Place. We'll do it live. We'll figure that <laughs> out. We'll do it live. can't predict it now. So um, here's the deal. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do 25 minutes. Don't light your cigars up yet, boys. But get ready because um, we are about to go first. So once Jordan starts... There we go. There's the leaderboard. I hope everybody can see the leaderboard. Uh, we will talk about our cigars a bit and other stuff as we go along. But uh, I'll be starting with the uh, BX3. Emmett, you'll be starting with the Villager. Matt, you'll be starting with the Sancho Panza. Jordan, you'll be starting with you the Pure Evil. evil. Uh, Randy, you're going to be starting with the uh, West Tampa. And mm -hmm. Alex, you're going to be starting with the Verico Blue. Is that correct? That is correct. All right. Jordan, whenever you are ready, you can start that timer. And Let's boys... Do it! Cut and light. <gasps> Most exciting part of the show right oh, here. I have a cutter. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. and now we go get it. Well, while got, we're lighting, I I, I've, I've yeah. got to say, I'm so yes. glad that Jordan announced his his uh, second cigar the way he did because I totally wanted to get my hands on the black end. And when he said that, I realized, wait a minute, I have the mystery cigar. I forgot I had those. <laughs> So thank you for reminding me, Jordan. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the cigar. Well, we're going to talk more about that blackened when Jordan's smoking it. Um, sure, sure. So in the second part of the show. But um, Emmett, so since you're to on top of my list here, if you had to guess, if you had to guess what Alex is going to rate the Verico Blue. Mm -hmm. So I haven't tried What's it. your prediction? I haven't tried that yet. Uh, the original Verico is very good. I'm guessing the blue, he's going to really like it. I would guess in the 91, 92 range. Okay, give me a number. 91. 91. Uh, Alex, if you had to guess what Randy would rate the West Tampa Black, what would you guess? Man, that's tough because I have 
not tried that cigar, and I don't know what Randy smokes. I mean, I've just learned that you guys actually smoke more of Randy stuff than Randy. Um, <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 89. Okay, 89. Don't leave a, a fully respectable... loaded humidor at your buddy's house. <laughs> I fully agree. That's a rookie move right there, Randy. Well. It, well, when you leave it at Cigar Dojo headquarters, you would think that there's oh, enough yeah. cigars on hand that they wouldn't even pay attention no, to no. the left Randy, behind travel. Randy, Randy, we have enough cigars to last us the rest of our lives. But the apocalypse. you got to pay the toll, baby. When you when you when you leave your humidor, you got to pay the toll. It's a storage fee. It's I mean, a storage fee. It yeah. is what it is. Exactly. You can't dispute uh, it. All right, Randy. Um, if you had to guess, Randy. What I was going to rate the CAO BX3, what would you say? 86. Oh, wow. Ouch. He was quick to. He was quick to. The, all right. Uh, I'm going to. Uh, I have to say what Jordan. I thought about would, it the second you said the name of it the first time. All right. <laughs> so Randy says 86 on that. We'll see how that goes. Um, Jordan, I'm going to say that you're going to rate the Pure Evil by Gurkha 84. Ooh, that is a bold. All right, Jordan, now if you had to say what Matt was going to rate the Sancho Panza, what would you say? Sancho Panza. This is by the, the extra forte, by the way. Extra forte. Um, I think he'll go 88. 88. And then finally, Matt, if you had to guess what Emmett was going to rate the um, Villager Lancero, what would you guess? Maybe an 88. He's going 88. All right, 88. Okay, so we have our predictions in, and we're going to see that th what this will tell us is, did the cigar perform above expectation or oh, below expectation? All right. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Did it goes. cover the spread? Yeah, right. Did it cover the That's yeah, a good way to important. put it. Did it cover it? That is a good way to put it, especially it coming off the, the fantasy football show. All right. All right. Uh, I got a question for you boys. Um so here's how it goes. So you guys know that there really is such a thing as speed dating, right? Yeah. And like for single dudes, and they get together, and there's single chicks, and they get into I was a say, room. It's single gals too. Hold on, <laughs> yeah. make this weird. It's all no, it's all dudes, Randy. Randy, it's all dudes. And they get like five. They get like five minutes. They get like five minutes to talk to one another, you know. And then they like weed them out, like you know, you figure out like if there's any good matches for you. So my question to you guys is this. And I am, and I know you're married. Yes. And I know, Randy, you're married, and I'm married, and Jordan's married, and Matt's married. Alex, are you married? Um, not technically. Okay. Wow, that was a weird <laughs> answer for a yes or no question. No. <laughs> I mean, I might, I might as well be married, but no, okay. I'm not married. But All I right, so well for the sake of, of this but question. But you have a life partner. I have a life partner. For the sake of this question, let's assume all of us are single dudes, all right? For Woo! Pour <laughs> me some more whiskey. Yeah, we are going to have fun in Vegas. Jordan, I'm time. spending the night. <laughs> all right, now. Don't Ra say that to Randy. He's going to turn into a cartoon. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start with, uh, I'm going to start with Alex on this question. Alex, assuming that you were a single guy, a single cat, and you were speed dating, do you have some questions that could instantly narrow the field, so to speak? I'll, I'll give you a couple examples so you can think about it while, while, mm. you're, while you're pondering this. So for me, the first question I ask 
is is which version of Willy Wonka do you like the movie do you like oh. the best? Do you like the original? So, so one of those is a deal breaker for you. There's only one answer. There's do you like the original or do you like only the remake? Got it. And if they say the remake, boom, they're out. Done. They're, out. They're, I kicked those I kicked that out and I narrowed the field. Here's another question I ask. Yes or no? Do you like soccer? If the answer is yes, instant instant they're booted wow, out. That's harsh. They're what, bo- they're booted I mean, what if they were born in another country? That, like, where I, I, soccer's huge. I'm sorry. Oof. It can't happen. They're, they're with, yeah, I, they, look, no offense no to them. No offense yeah. to them, Emmett. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, no offense to them. Soccer is fine, but there's just no way our relationship could ever survive. But what if they also appreciate, like, football and, and hockey and all that other stuff? What if they're just a Dude, sports uh, person in general? Hockey is <sighs> soccer. It's just played on a smaller landscape. Jordan, can you faster. kick Randy out of the broadcast? <laughs> you've, <laughs> you've been booted. Uh, Alex, uh, with that in mind, do you have any um, the sort of... What do, you, what do you call that type of question, Emmett? It's a, uh, a deal breaker. It's a litmus uh, test. Yeah, oh, a litmus test. test. It's a litmus test. test. It's a like litmus that. test. Alex, do you have any questions that would be a good litmus test for you that would narrow the field? Well, probably first and foremost would be, do you expect me to cuddle? <laughs> what's what's the right answer? <laughs> the right answer is no. Okay. Wow, really? Wow, really? We're getting some insights I here. Like I, I, you I, I, I you like the cuddle. You're crazy. You don't like the cuddle? <laughs> What? No. Is that well, like a why? Philly thing? I, I don't know. I like it's an Alex Tavello thing. I'm very, I don't know. I'm an old, grumpy man. He doesn't wow. like to be touched, I, like I want to cuddle with you now, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> he needs a hug. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. It's you unnecessary. cuddled right, my friend. It's unnecessary. It's, un- it's, wow. it's, it's unnecessary. Well, there comes a it's point un- when it's necessary. I mean, you no, got to at least see, cuddle at just... some point. Yeah, you're just wasting time. If we want to, <laughs> let's cut to the chase. Wow! Yeah. All right, it's there, it's there uncomfortable. Go. No, I don't want to cuddle. If you want to cuddle, I'm the wrong guy for you. Oh, oh man, you're hard. Sensei loves the small spoon from Tanner Cole. Oh, like uh, all right. Any other any other litmus test questions, uh, Tavella? That's a hard. I mean, one. I I don't know. I feel like I lose seventy percent of the pool right there. So I mm. I don't know if there's any more. Yeah, you for sure. You for sure cut yeah. out a good seventy yeah. percent. Emmett, what about you? Is is there uh is there a question or two that I feel like uh like what's your favorite Star Wars movie? Mm. And if they say I've never seen it, you're done. Like ah. any answer I oh guess I God. would I would accept except maybe like some of the prequels and sequels, but like so like you and Juan would probably be a good Oh, know. Juan and I talk about <laughs> dude, half of our interview at PCA was about Star Wars. It was amazing. <laughs> Matt, do you have a uh, litmus test question? I do. Uh, I would ask, is the Monday coming up this Monday? Or oh, next yes. Monday? <laughs> what's, what's the right answer? What? If they say next Monday. Oh, I messed that up. But it's, it's next Monday, right? It's no. No, it's no. this Monday. It's this Monday. Yeah. This the, coming the, this Monday. The next would be the next one Mondays? after the current exactly. Monday coming up. What is See? wrong with you, Matt? Come on, geez. Matt. Matt, yeah, this look is at you're disqualifying intelligent women, bro. Yeah. Otherwise, how could there be a this Monday unless <laughs> yeah, it actually was exactly. Monday when you had asked the question? Then they would both mean the same Monday. thing. You're just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, Fair enough. No, that becomes last Monday at that point. Uh, Jordan, uh, what is your litmus test question? Oh, uh, nobody said cigars. I mean, I got to be able to smoke cigars. It's not Boring. Funny, but... Too easy. Yeah. <laughs> Go with another <laughs> one. 
all I got. <laughs> Wrong. Try again. <laughs> I, you know, I sort of have this. I sort of have this feeling that Randy has like thirteen questions like lined up. Oh, like, dude. Oh, I'm so ready. I'm so ready. He's how got, how like many a, do I get to go over? He's As got a Google Doc want, prepared. Well, well. First things first. How do you feel about separate vacations? Oh, wait a minute. Wait, wow. wait, wait, that, wait. That's wait. a weird one. Wait a minute. Separate vacations? What do you Separate mean? Separate vacations. Is that a well, good thing for you? Uh, of, uh, of all people to ask, uh, I mean, I vacation mm. with you fellas more okay. than I vacation yeah, with my wife. Yeah, but that's different. That's like a work that's thing. That's like a work thing. Oh, no, no. I get what he's... I get... I, for a minute there, I was like... <sighs> I couldn't quite understand that question, but now I'm... Like, what you're saying is you'd have to be okay if I if I go on, like, some fella trips, you know? Yeah, ah, okay. absolutely. I do a lot of fellow trips. Uh, so, so to your point, Emmett, we see it as work. I can't convince anybody in my work circle, my friend circle, <laughs> my my relationship that what I do with Cigar Dojo is work. You're right. <laughs> you know, I, like, I feel well, that struggle. Really, you're right. Yeah, yeah. You, you're there. So, but but that also it's not just the cigar trips, right? That's that's golf. I go on golf trips. Me and, okay. my, me and my boys, we take off for that. the weekend. We, we, we do three straight days of golf. You got to be okay with that. And and you know what? And I think it's healthy for the other person. I want to see her going on gal trips. I don't just want it to be one way. It's healthy for them to get away, have fun, talk all the smack they want about you when you're not around, and come back and appreciate how good they got it at home. I'm, I'm really the big into the greatest night of her life. <laughs> So it's becoming clear here that Randy doesn't have kids. <laughs> no, he's got one. He's got does one. I, I have a I have a child. I have a child. So what do you? How do you do that then with vacations? Like, well, we, well, we can't take them. We can't take them at the same time. But I'm all for staying home and playing I dad just, all weekend. Just, just me and my boy. While my it, wife goes out. I with actually her think this is pretty. This is, is this it? is actually pretty good. Yeah, because okay. it's, it's all right. Good. Yeah, they got to be okay with. With that. Social no, yeah. health, baby. Yeah, oh, Rand- <laughs> Randy, I, I feel like you're, I feel like you're you're missing an important one for, for you personally. I feel like you should probably start by asking the woman if she's going to be okay if you guys like go to a basketball game and you're in a wheelchair. <laughs> I was Ooh. just getting to that. I, that was oh, the, the next question. That's Are you willing right to to be? See, it's all changed. I've changed the game, Alex. Now my wife, look, we have a two and a half year old. I I pack heavy. Let's be honest. You know, when I travel, I've got two, three suitcases myself, and so I've got all these suitcases. She's got the little one, who is a parent of a toddler and doesn't sign up for handicap accessible uh, <laughs> uh, support at the airport. So, uh, so that is question two. Alex hit it right on the head. Are you willing oh. to be the one in the wheelchair when we travel together? <laughs> wow, <Yikes>. man. <That's- laughs> you just you seriously narrowed the field on that one. I guarantee you on that. That's, there might be... There might be one actual handicapped person that was like, "Oh, I'm okay with that," yeah. but <laughs> that's rough. No, 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 no. Okay, so so number three, number yeah. three is important. All right. When you go to a live show, yes, do you hold your phone up and record while you're watching the show? Well, the answer should obviously be no. no. Should, it should obviously be no. How many? You know, people. I I watch hundreds of people. I pay. I go to some of the best live shows. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. We get everybody comes through here, right? I have a chance to see everybody. And I've seen plenty of live music. And I watch people 
recording and staring at their screen. They could have gone on YouTube and watched the concert <laughs> for, for that experience. They paid $150 to be in the lower bowl so you could watch this on your four-and-a-half-inch screen? You're nuts. No, but not only that. So, sometimes they'll be like the guy right in front of you, and you'll have his phone right in front oh, of your face. And, yeah, and even exactly. if it's not directly it, it, in front of you, you still are distracted by you have to look at it for uh, whatever reason. You have to see it. The, one of the best shows I ever went to is Jack White at Red Rocks, and he just made everyone – no phones. He's like, we're going to take high quality. Go. We're going to take better photos and better video than you could ever take. And you guys can just all have it on the internet. You can share Very it. Nice. Like you took That's those photos. Exactly. That's the right way That's how you do it. Exactly. Now, it's, like, I, it's how Cirque du Soleil does the same thing. I mean, it's a strict no photos, no recording policies. Randy, I, I sort of feel like this this is a great topic. And it it transcends into just regular life, too. Like when your your kids are having a birthday or something like that. Like, yeah, I want to get. A couple pictures, of course. You want to sure. save it in, sure. in some way, but I don't want. 100%. I don't want to be just doing this the whole time. I'm right. literally missing the uh, event that I could be. In, that event's only going to happen once in my life. Like I want to actually okay. be enjoying that event. Present, just holding my phone. Right. Yeah. Have you ever I, gone right. back yeah. and like watched so, old home videos and you have like here's the birthday presents and you have to like it's like okay, twelve minutes forward, long. There's like fifteen minutes of this. Yeah, great. yeah. I, I'll worst. tell you the one that drives me nuts even worse, and I'll never understand it. The people that record the fireworks on Fourth of July. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does, does anybody actually go back and watch those videos? Yeah. No. No, never. Not once. Oh, that's a good so, one. So, yeah. so, so, so I've got to say, so all three of you guys captured everything I think about. So, so, uh, so Eric said it perfectly because this is such an important foundational litmus test question because it's not just how do you like to enjoy a live show. It speaks to how that person is as a person, right? So, are they present? Do they like to enjoy the moment? And right. and to me, Jordan, that is showing that they're going to be accepting of cigars right there, right? Because they, they, they value enjoying the moment. And all you have to do is explain to them that that's a big part of why we smoke cigars is just that. It's that enjoying the moment. And then Jordan hit the nail on the head is that it's distracting. It's ruining the experience for other people. And so it also shows, are you aware of your surroundings? Are you aware of other people? Are you, because the person that says, oh yeah, I love recording. They're also the same person that in Costco stops right in the middle of the 15 foot wide <laughs> aisle, walks away from their cart to get a sample and doesn't realize that you just completely screwed up this whole family's good Sunday, you know? Uh, so so it, it just speaks to what kind of person you are really in, in general. And and then to, to Alex's point, are you ever going to go back and watch it again? They're probably a hoarder no they're not going to watch it again alex they probably save all kinds of shit that they don't need and that they never pull it out again so so you learn a lot about a person finding out if they're the type to record during wow. a live show they're like a digital hoarder I like it. That's, a, that's a good question digital i, I like I, that, one. that I, that's, I feel like, that's a good question yeah i feel like not as many people are going to admit to it as that actually do it no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You all, I'll bet you, I'll bet you nine out of ten people say, "Oh, I, I would never yeah, do I would, that." I would never do that. But yeah. that's just not true because it's at least seven out of ten people. Yeah, do so that. many people. Now you can. Yeah. I don't mind if you like. There's a favorite part of a favorite song. You get that one moment. That's fine. Are we against oh, yeah. the entire you, thing? I, you get that one. No, snippet. no. Eric, Eric hit fine. the nail on the yeah. head. Of course, I'm going to take a couple shots, okay. take a take a little snippet, and then put it back in your pocket and enjoy the rest of the show. I'm talking about the people who 
40 to 70 percent of the entire show yeah. they're trying to capture on, on their, their phone's hard drive like that's just nuts to me absolutely uh all right so we have seven <laughs> minutes to go in this first 25 minute segment now uh, what we're going to do right now is Emmett, i want you to tell folks uh kind of how it's going a little bit but tell people about this cigar what do we know about the villager miami lancero um so that they have a feel for uh, what your you know what your rating is going to be about? What tell us sure. about the cigar? So uh, so far, I gotta say I'm not super impressed. Uh, it's not drawing me out with kind of canoeing. Um, I'm not getting a whole lot of flavors either. So it's not a, a super great start so far. But uh, the the blend is Ecuadorian Connecticut Desflorado Desflorado wrapper, Dominican binder, and fillers from uh, Dominican Republic. Despite its name, it is not made in Miami, so it's a Villager Miami. What? It is oh, not, come on. It's not, what? When they do it's that. not made in Miami. It's, a, it's, like, it's to like honor the Miami colleagues in their office and customers. Mm. I know. I thought that was weird, too. Miamians. But yeah, so it, it comes in two sizes, uh, this Lancero and a Robusto. Uh, there's only 500 boxes of these made, so it's there's not a whole lot of them. Um, uh-huh. Seems like you smoke a lot of Villiger, at least on these shows. Do I? No, that's not true. The only other Villiger I've smoked on the show was the Libertad, which is yeah, because but, it's a great budget cigar, and it villagers. is a great budget cigar. That's two Villigers. <laughs> well, right. yeah, but then, two out of the five times you've been on the show. <laughs> 40% no, no, that wasn't. A, was that a first impression? That wasn't <laughs> no, a first impression. That was a blind show. Yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. That was the uh, battle of the bundles. Oh, the battle of the bundles. You're right. So it wasn't even one of these. Battle of the bundles. So yeah. So suck it. All right, so what does that bad boy cost? This one is uh, it's fifteen dollars. Ooh, holy! That's pretty steep. What do you uh, for a fifteen dollars cigar? What do you think? It's so far, not worth it. Like really? uh, it could be. I feel like I have a bad sample. Like it's not burning well at all. all like right. I'm having to puff like five times to get some smoke. It could just be a bad one, but I'm not getting a whole lot of flavors. It's just kind of mild and and boring. So sorry. Billy. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Alex, what can you tell us about the uh, Tatawaha you're smoking? All right, so the Veracu Blue is a spinoff of the Veracu line from Pete Johnson. And uh, this uses a new wrapper coming out of the, the Garcia factory, a Corojo 99 that I, from what I understand, they've been working on for a while. Um, interesting. It started off very peppery. Um, that dissipated pretty quickly. Uh, it's it's very Cubany. It's definitely very Ooh. Cubany, earthy, Cubany. kind of bready, Cubanesque. Most, people, most yeah. people would say Cubanesque, but I think, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not, I'm not most I'm not most people. Cubany sounds like um, a sandwich. <laughs> but uh, I'm not a Cubany guy though, so okay. I don't now. I when don't you know. say that, I mean, maybe maybe the the Cubanesque flavors is sort of like a kind of a musky. Uh, some t- some people compare it to Earthy. sweat, um, you know, body sweat sort of uh, note um, to it. For me, Cubans taste like roasted pumpkin. Mm. I don't know why, but every single time I like can tell. Like pumpkin seed? No, like, well, like if you if you roast a pumpkin or yeah or pumpkin seeds, yeah, that not pumpkin spice, like an actual no, no, pumpkin no. that you put in the oven. That is what it tastes like to me. All right, interesting. Uh, what do you think so far, though? Is it is it going good? You're liking it so far? No, it's going good. It's drawing well. It's burning well. Um, I like it. It's a twelve dollar cigar, so it's not outrageously priced. And um, I would, I would smoke it again. I, I thought it would have been stronger from the start, um, and it, and it really mellowed out. So you know, it's definitely a cigar that's not going to knock you out. 
worth the price for sure. All right. Very good. Jordan, uh, tell us about your Gurkha Pure Evil. Pure Evil. <laughs> Jordan promised he would not do that on the show tonight. I have to. He's done it eight <laughs> times so resist. far. That's the, that's how you do this cigar. Um, so Gurkha had this cigar made as a limited edition 15-ish years ago. Uh, they went back to the drawing board, brought it back with American Caribbean Factory. Um it's about, what is it, 9 to $10. There's three sizes. Uh, we got an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper over Nicaraguan binder fillers. Um, medium bodied, some kind of, uh, kind of got a warm profile to it. Started out pretty acrid, ammonia kind of stuff going on. I've had to touch it up quite a bit. Um, draws okay. Um, it's, uh, I'll have like a puff here that's like kind of got warm cabinet spice type stuff and then it'll switch back to just being like um tongue tingling uh ammonia kind of stuff it's not super thrilled all right now man i don't want to put you on the spot but uh what do you know because we kind of threw that cigar at you at the last minute no i mean uh what do you know about that bad boy all right so this is like the new matt sized sancho paza it's a ecuadorian sumatra connecticut broadleaf binder um so far, I mean, it's kind of one-noted. It's got a, a really strong pepper retro, and it's very woody, just kind of woody. That's it right now. All right, fair enough. Good good description. I My CAO BX3, this is the in the line of the, um, you know. Uh, MX2. MX2 and whatnot. This is uh, supposed to be like a triple Brazilian sort of deal. It's It's got Brazilian Modafina wrapper, uh, Brazilian wrapper. Piraca? Arapiraca. Okay. Uh, binder and a blend of tobaccos from Brazil, Nicaragua, and Mexico, as well as Honduras. In the fillers, this thing ranges from $9 to $10.50. Um, so, what do I think so far? Um, initially, I, I got like a sort of a diesel fuel note to it, which Ooh. was very off putting, yeah. but it has settled in nicely after that. And now it's, uh, I, I hate to say, have you ever heard, who's the guy on the dojo that used to do those review, reviews and he would be like, it tastes like a cigar. You know, <laughs> so I sort of feel like that right now. Like it tastes like a cigar. Like sure. I yeah. can't, I can't tell you that there's any interesting warm notes or anything quite yet, but, um, it's just kind of like a cigar. Um, it's not bad yeah. at all. Uh, initially I would have said it was bad. But uh, it has it has um, settled in nicely, and so it has a kind of a cool um, wrapper. By the way, this is the one that Fuente and um, General got into yeah, the the, fight. Uh, yeah. the battle over between the X there that has the big X yeah. on it. Which, yeah, I guess Fuente is very protective of their X. Yes, <laughs> I have to say though, like in real life, I do like the diesel fuel smell. Like if a diesel truck's going by, I kind of like that smell. I don't know if I'd like that in a cigar, but. In the real world, I kind of like that that taste, flavor, smell, whatever it is. I don't. Know, am I crazy? No, mm -hmm. I love that smell. Not yeah, Matt's with Not me. Okay, Saturday all right. Morning, you smell diesel. Yeah, and really. So awesome. Love the smell Especially of diesel in the, in the morning. I I don't know if I've ever if I've ever thought that before. That's interesting. Uh, all right, so we're winding down. 16, 15 seconds. So now at this point, when the uh, when the clock goes you don't off, want to know we'll about put our cigar. Oh, I'm sorry, Randy. I, I didn't. I, I, <laughs> okay. oh, are you still here, Randy? No, Randy, go for it. <laughs> sorry, uh, Randy. So I, uh, again, am smoking the, the West Tampa Tobacco Company Black. 
Um, I only fought to, to do this because I, w I wanted to say a few things about this. So this is a uh, a Habano dark wrapper uh, with a Ometepe Habano binder and Nicaraguan fillers, let's just say. Um, really interesting uh, interview we did with Rick Rodriguez at PCA. He talks about how this is not a Maduro wrapper, that this is purely a dark this is uh, uh color sorting this was not fermented at the higher temperatures um and he really talked a lot about educating cigar smokers on the difference between a dark colored wrapper and a maduro cigar so um right away when i uh, when i cut the head uh just you know put my tongue to the to the tobacco had a very sweet note to it which i which i found interesting and then uh lighting it it at, at first had just such a huge baking cocoa note like like literally like popping the top off of a baking cocoa uh tub and, and smelling it with such a strong baking cocoa and now that i'm about an inch in that is faded and this complexity of espresso and minerality there's a, there's like there's some real strength to it you can really like taste and feel that lajero leaf in there um it's got some nice complex spice almost to a to like a um to a star anise type, uh, anise type uh, note to it, but lightly, not like, not uh, licorice-y at, at all, but just like this complex baking uh, spice um, notes to it. But but again, it not being a Maduro, it's got all the, it's almost like it was blended to be a Maduro, but then doesn't have that like very sweet chocolatey note that I always think of, uh, you, you know, for a Maduro cigar. Um, so really interesting. I, I uh, the burn is perfect. The the construction is immaculate. The only time I had to relight this is when I was talking about my uh, my litmus test questions. Um, but uh, but so far, really really intriguing and interesting complex smoke. All right, uh, very good. Uh, let's go to the commercial break first, Jordan, and then we'll do the final ratings on these first cigars. Um, and then we'll we'll compare uh, them to the. I was the gonna make a joke about Randy saying popping the top off on a speed date. Oh, um, that would have been a, such a funny joke. Uh, but anyways, folks, this show is brought to you by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high-end boxes, plus a large selection of cigar accessories. Enjoy the best prices on your favorite brands such as Romeo and Julieta. Monte Cristo, Crown Heads, Davidoff, and many more. Make sure to try one of their exclusive lines, such as the Drew Estate Nightshade or the limited edition Cigar Dojo 10th Anniversary Champagne by Perdomo. Celebrate over 50 years of excellence and stock up on your favorite cigars today. This is episode 350 of Smoke Night Live. This is First Impressions. We're chatting with Emmett Malone of Blind Man's Puff. We're chatting with Alex Tavella from Smoke In. We're chatting with Randy Griggs, Flavor Odyssey. And of course, the Dojo crew, myself, Jordan, and Matt. Uh, we hang out every Friday here in the studios, having a good time. We got to get down to our ratings of our first cigars, our first impression of our first round. Now, Emmett, I predicted that you would rate the Villiger Miami Lancero an 88. Did it meet, pass, or not make that expectation? Yeah, this one's not going to cover the spread, I'm afraid. Mm. So, yeah, I just, I'm not a fan. I don't know if I got a bad sample or what, but I barely got any flavors out of it. It's just kind of musty. Uh, the burn was not good. Um, 
I'm going to give it like a 84. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. Four yeah. points under the spread. I'm going to say that's the lowest score I've ever given on one of these shows. Wow. That's rough. Uh, Alex, Emmett predicted that you would rate the Tatawahe Verico Blue a 91. Did it meet that expectation? So so he's close. I'm under, but I'm under by one. Uh, I'm giving it a 90. Um like I said, it, it started off um, a lot of pepper, then got very, and I don't care, I'm, I'm coining it, got very Cuban-y. Um, Cuban-y. If, if you're looking for that Cuban-type cigar, this is a very Cuban-y cigar. So burned well, drew well, you know, didn't have any issues with it. 90. He, he was close. Emmett was close. All right. Excellent. Uh, Randy, Alex predicted that you would rate the West Tampa Black an 89. How did it do? Well, I'll tell you, he he was darn close because um, I'm I've kind of been going back back and forth. As from from my description, you know, I'm enjoying this a lot. This is a really really intriguing cigar. This is something everyone should try. I think I'm gonna go up. I think I, I think I'm giving mm. it a ninety. I'm going wow. to ninety. Nice. I actually liked that too, Randy. I I don't I don't disagree with that uh, rating. I thought the black was was really fun. I thought the the white was maybe a little boring, um, but the mm. black was was the, pretty yeah. was pretty good. I agree. The black one yeah. was I think my favorite cigar that was new to me that I smoked at PCA. That was my mm. favorite one that I had at the show. All right. Now for me, uh Randy predicted that I would give the CAO BX3 an 86. And guess what? I think Randy nailed it 100% on the dot. <laughs> I'm giving this an 86. Good job, it's, Randy. Uh, it's 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 a cigar. Um so I, 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 it, it didn't it didn't uh, fail to meet the spread, but it also didn't cover the spread. So uh, 86 for me. Uh, Jordan, I predicted for you that the pure evil would be an 84. Yeah, <laughs> did it? Did Number it, nine. Did it? Uh, did it meet the spread? Did it? Uh, so at its best, it's got some black pepper, cabinet spices, toasted bread. That's every once in a while. Lots of relights, lots of touch-ups, lots of ammonia. Um, mostly like burnt nutmeg, mm. I want to say. Um, I got to go 80. Ooh. Oh, that really hurts. Oh, is there some sort of sad trombone? Um, <laughs> we need wah, that. <laughs> the price is right sound. 80? Wow. That's rough. Um, Matthew. Uh, Jordan predicted that your Sancho Panza would come in at an 88. I don't do. Um, I mean, I, it's it's everything about the cigar is good except for it's one noted. So uh, this would be a great like cigar for not paying attention to, just kind of hanging out, smoking a cigar. Uh, I'm gonna go 86 actually. So it didn't quite it didn't quite cover the spread, but not terrible. 86, pretty close to what Jordan thought. All right, boys, grab your next cigars and let's take a look. Let's take. Oh a yeah, look. there's here. Here we go. Here's the leaderboard. Uh, Emmett gave the Maria Lucia. No, a, no, a, I gave. The, oh no, that's Villager. Jordan's got that, that backwards. Sorry, that's probably my fault. Oh, I, yeah, I made I the, with the I made the leaderboard, so yeah. that's that's wrong. <laughs> he gave the Villager Miami an 84. Um, Alex gave the Verico Blue a 90. 
as did uh, Randy with the Saka Con. Well, I smoked the oh, West Randy Tampa. Smoked the West Tampa. So. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, I just went by. Yeah, everyone's going to blame me on this one. Jordan <laughs> failed. He made the graphic. Sad trombone. I set it up. In I order. did make the graphic. Wait, okay. Let I, me, I take help me fix it. What do we, what do we got wrong? You just got to swap those. Randy? I, yeah, I, yeah, I just. Yeah, I smoked the West Tampa. Did anybody else wrong? And um, let's see. Yeah, no, you got no, it now. You got it right. You got yeah, it right, right now. Right, right, That's right. my fault. I made that graphic today, and uh, I screwed it up. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Uh, anyways, and then I gave the uh, CAO an eighty-six. Jordan gave the Pure Evil from Gurkha an eighty, and Matt gave the Sancho Panza an eighty-six. I promise, from this point forward, we cannot screw up the other ones. <laughs> All right, so, uh, Jordan, whenever you're ready, you can start that timer. We can cut and light our second round of first impressions, baby. Here we go. Let's go. All right, cut and light, boys. This is the you most know, exciting am... part of the show when people are cutting. Which lights. one do Five I choose? Lighting scars. Six dudes. Did you guys see that, that this is a seven and a quarter by 54? Commenters, quick, tell me which one's the best wait, one. Wait, wait, say that again, Randy. Which one's the best one? Go with the it shortest because it's a short seven time. Seven and a quarter. Uh... By 54. Yeah, that's a good point. Go with the Robusto. Yeah, go with the Robusto. This, this may very well be the largest cigar I've ever lit and put in my mouth. <laughs> what, you never smoked an Asylum 7x70? Seven yeah. I, <laughs> I find that hard to believe. I find that hard to believe. Randy was supposed that's to review it. one of those, and he just never reviewed another cigar ever again. I, I literally <laughs> quit reviewing when he sent me an Asylum cigar. I was like, this is what we want you to do. And I was like, you know, I'll just stick with the show. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Alex, um, tell the folks what you're smoking. It's the, uh, I'll go ahead and let you, you say it. And then I'll tell, and then Emmett can predict what you're going to rate it. So, I am smoking the Foundation Cigars Olmec Claro. And this is the first time you've had this bad boy. Is this correct? Can you verify this? Is, this? this is the first time I can verify that. This is the first time I had it. This is the first time I've I've seen the cigar. So I don't know if they've been, have they been out? No. 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 No, no, no. So, so we actually reviewed on, on Blind Man's Puff the Maduro version and gave it I think a ninety one. Uh it was obviously the the pre release version. So I I think they're solid. So I'm going to go with the 91 for that one, too. So Emmett predicts that Alex is going to go with a 91. All right, Randy, you have the Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust Saka Khan. Um, uh, well, we'll remind everybody before yeah. you get their, their predictions what we've already used, because I can't give it a 90 because right. I've already given a 90 tonight. That's correct. You can't use the same rating. So Alex, he can't give it a 90. What will he give the Saka Khan? I think Randy's going to give the Saka Khan a 94. Whoa! Holy smokes. Whoa. That's a high bar That would be to up cover. there with the highest Holy ever. Calido. Man, I love that. That's. I, I, I better get my checkbook ready because if I give this a 94, <laughs> I'm ordering two more boxes before the end of the night. I think I have something a 93 or two. That once. is a That's... ballsy prediction. I love it. Um, so I, I'll i be smoking the uh, Lost and Found 22 Minutes Midnight Habano version. And Randy, um, what do you predict that I'm going to give this particular cigar? I'm going to go with 88 on this one. 88? Okay. A little lower than I, I you're be wrong on imagined. Um, Jordan, you have the brand new Drew Estate Metallica. Blackened M81. M81. I 
am going to predict that you give it an 88. That's what I predict. With the first, I just got a note. With the first, just as the, fir- <laughs> the first puff on this thing, as it is, was so weird. It's very distinct mezcal smokiness to it. Wow, that's very specific. I, I, yeah, just it just no, that exact specific. note came to mind. It's very specific. Matt, you have the what HVC selection? Yes. Um, Jordan, what do you think Matt will rate the HVC selection? Ooh, that's interesting. I don't know. Nobody, we don't want to know too much about it. It's new factory. Everything's new. Um, I, I think you'll go ninety. Ooh, wow, ninety. Okay, Matt, uh, you're going to be rating Emmett. Emmett, remind folks what you you're smoking. This is the Luciano Cigars Maria Lucia. What do you think Emmett will do, Matt, on mm. that one? That's. Um, I think I his really head will spin around. What, what did you rate your first one? It was really low. So oh, it was really low. 84. I'm going to say 89. 89. Okay. He's, he's going 89 on that. All right. So um, speaking of uh, Luciano, um, yeah. Randy, I don't know. Did you get to watch last week's show? Do I ever leave you high and dry? Brother, I watch all of your content. Uh, what do we make, boys? Um, and I don't want to talk about just our show, uh, which I thought went very interestingly. Uh, but... Just let's just talk as a group. What do we all make of this bizarre thing that's going on between Ace Prime turning into Luciano and splitting up with Crown Heads? Yeah, and it's like when your parents tell you you're, they're getting a divorce. Ooh. Like it's, it's just you don't know. Is it that think. bad? Like, like was it me? I don't know. <laughs> was it me? <laughs> well, well, if I if I could just jump in on on, on your comment there, I, mean, I I I take from what you just said. I feel the same way. Like I feel like they have created such a such a like um, warm feeling over the last couple of years since they partnered. Like every, everyone has been so behind that. We've seen nothing but positive, you know, good cigar releases, the support that we've seen with their joint uh, booths at PCA, them stepping up as a, as the, as the title sponsor uh, for our show at, at a time when we weren't sure who was going to fill the void uh, of the big four leaving. Uh, it, it's just been such a great story, and it felt like they had just fallen in love with each other. And I feel like as cigar smokers following along, we fell in love with this partnership. And and I, I'm with them. It, it does feel a little bit like did our parents just break up, and we just yeah. found out we're gonna have to spend Christmases like apart. Like I'm I'm kind of broken hearted about. It. I'm really I, bummed that I that totally that it was irreconcilable. Yeah, I feel like the partnership was like a I hate this word, but it was a synergy like like both those yeah. companies brought each other up and it was a it was something that, that was more than the sum was greater parts. than that of its parts. Yeah. yeah. It, was, and it was right when Crown Heads was kind of in a lull, you know, and yeah, all of a sudden totally. yep. breathe yep. new life into Crown Heads. Yeah, and then there and was I, this new company that's like yeah, and Pichardo, you, you can't really say who benefited more. It was like perfect. Yeah. Like they benefited from, you know, the coolness that Crown Heads brings to the table and yeah, it totally even match. Well, I think I the think they benefited a lot. Now I don't know about who more, but look, the first time I was at PCA, they had NBAers, they had Hall of Famers on their team, and I cared more about the brand when they partnered with Crownheads than when they did with Dominic Wilkins. Like, right. no, oh, yeah. no disrespect to, yeah. to to Dominique, but but like that mattered more to me. That gave more. More street cred, more more like you know credence to to who they were and and what their credibility was. For me, I thought it was it was a very mutually beneficial partnership. It's yeah. 
Now, Alex, you have a unique role here because you're from the sort of the retail. Because it's your of fault. <laughs> you broke them up. Uh, <laughs> well, what's you know, give us give us give us your take on on all of this? What do you think? You know, what do you feel? How do you so, feel about this? I mean, I feel like number one, there's just way too much laundry out there. Um, oh, it's yeah, too much out there, for sure. which leads me to believe that this has to be like something personal, like personal very relationships much, yeah. went downhill very quickly for these guys to be airing each other out the way they are. I mean, if you were if you wanted to do this from a, a smart business standpoint, even if you hate each other, you know, oh, we're separating. Everything's amicable. Everybody loves each other. And then we can Absolutely. curse each other behind the scenes. But the fact that I mean, these guys are, are you know, double cease and desist. And there's a new article coming out all the time. I mean, it's 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 rough. I, I don't. It's ugly. I, I, don't, I don't. Yeah, it's ugly. I don't know how this benefits anybody. Yeah, now the the interesting part of of all of this is, you know, it, it, we could sort of see it happening, unfolding with emails and stuff like that. But Emmett, you were at the show at PCA, and a lot of people have said the same thing. And I, and I talked to you before the show, yeah. But a lot and a lot of people have intimated this. Now, I didn't go to the Ace Prime Crownheads booth this year because Robbie and Randy and Matt had that particular assignment. But you sort of said that there was some maybe weird vibe yeah all of our we brought five guys and and we all kind of talked about it afterwards we we felt like there was kind of a weird vibe between ace prime and crown heads we didn't know what to make of it at the time like we didn't we didn't fathom that they would be like divorcing at this point but like yeah there was definitely it was a different vibe for sure than previous years and we all we all kind of sensed it and didn't know what to make of it so when it started to break were you like oh like that starts to make sense now or yeah i mean I, obviously i didn't i didn't expect them to like fully split up but it, it it tracks with what we you know felt at the show as far as you know there was definitely something something going wrong there mm. randy now you were at that booth uh covering it yeah. for a cigar dojo did you have any sense of this at the time i know you're a pretty you're an optimist so maybe, maybe yeah yeah no to be honest i i wasn't with um you know uh Huber Huber wasn't in the booth when we were there. Um, I I wasn't with Miguel and uh, Luciano at the same time. Um, I felt a lot of positive energy. You know, I did a second a follow up interview, a behind the scenes interview with Luciano, talking about the growth of the brand since the partnership. Uh, he certainly didn't indicate anything there. You know, he was launching a wine brand. His daughter was in the booth. Like it felt like it was still on the track to me. Um, so, so Emmett and his crew definitely picked up on something that I, I did not. Um, and it, to your point, I, I, I had no reason to, to, you know, think about that. I'm, I'm a, I'm a cheery go lucky guy, well, but uh, maybe the but fact yeah, that no, you, I, didn't, I, you didn't talk to them together was like, cause that was kind of the thing was like, they never really interacted with, they were kind of like avoiding each other was part right, of the right. thing. So maybe that was part of it. Yeah, they they were very busy as they always have been since they've been together. And Crown Heads is always busy regardless. But um, but yeah, I I didn't read anything into that. I read it as you know they're they're tagging each other in and out for for these uh, so that someone can be the face out on the other side of the booth there. Um, but yeah, no, I I didn't pick up on it. Again, I I think um, the the partnership's been very mutual. I totally agree with Alex. Like. I never want to, as much as when this type of stuff happens, we all like to sit around and be like, oh, I'd really like to know, you know, some, some dirt and some gossip. Now, 
I, I actually totally, totally regret uh, knowing um, as much as we do. Uh, it's clearly personal. It's clearly, you know, there was, there was feelings. Uh, and, and Luciano, you know, intimated that on, on your show. You know, he, he intimated that this is a very personal situation for him. And uh, clearly he's not happy that it's gone the way, way it has. And I haven't spoken with anyone at Ground Heads, but I'm, I'm sure that they they would, you know, um, mirror those same thoughts that this is uh, unfortunate. Um, I think both are going to do well. I think they're going to be fine. I think they're where they are, but as a cigar smoker, like enjoying that partnership and enjoying watching two kind of smaller to mid-sized guys kind of create this larger union, um, was kind of a feel good thing given everything this industry's faced and what that show has faced. Um, I, I was really excited to see someone really like take that next step up to fill a void that was, cl was clearly yeah. left a couple of years ago. And so, you know, that's now, uh, Luciano, that's where I stand. Luciano did just come and say, we have too much sensitivity. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> is, that, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I, I will. I will I'm say, definitely very sensitive. <laughs> I will say this about the interview that we had last Friday night. If, if you guys haven't watched the show, you should go back and watch it. Because uh, we, you know, that we asked the hard questions to Luciano, and the first half of the show was probably uncomfortable uh, for him. Yeah. But one of the things that I thought that he, where he answered really well, was I, I asked him, are there things about how this went down that you would change or right. that you regret? And he was very upfront about saying like, oh, uh, 100. He, I think he said 100 percent. Like yeah, there, yeah. there are things that I wished I had done differently. And that, that's hard to say. Like yeah. when somebody's, especially like when it's this fresh, you know, like, you know, when you have like a, a falling out with a friend or whatever, typically it takes, you know, six months before you can say something like that, where you can say like, yeah, you know what? I said some stupid stuff or whatever. He didn't say that specifically, but he did say like, yeah, there's some things I regret now on the bright side, Emmett, um, Sometimes you have like a favorite band that you just love and that that band breaks up and all, it's it turns into a positive because now you have two bands. You know, they, they go on to form two bands that you like. So I, is that I, I a, would say that is that a possibility? The here? amount of times that that happens to be better than the original is very slim. Like, I don't yeah. know. I'm trying to come up with a good example, like, but I don't know. Alex, do you think that we can get two great bands out of this, or is this going to be they're they're both going to be worse off? I don't I don't know that they'll be worse off. Um, you know, I, I, there's some questions that remain to be answered, like you know what what happens to Mil Diaz. And, yeah. and right, uh, the TCA, yeah. and you know, because there's a whole factory involved in all this too. So, 100. Um, you know, I think if they can kind of get through the the craziness and 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 just you know figure out how it works from, for both of them, if it works for both of them. Um, but there are some, I mean, maybe there's not. I don't know. But the question is, are there some, are there some lines that are on the line here you know what, what are going to happen to the production of these cigars right yeah um all right Great, uh point. good points by all of you guys uh big announcement from drew estate that the uh, mystery cigar which jordan happens to be smoking right now turns out to be a three-part collaboration 
between Black and Whiskey, Metallica, and Drew Estate. Now, Jordan, I'm going to put you on the spot. How many Metallica songs can you name? One. <laughs> that is so sad. <laughs> uh, I'm with you. I bro. got that right. That's one of their songs, right? Sandman. Yeah. You're, yep, you're right. you, got yeah. One. you got it. Uh, Randy, I'm guessing by your your your, your reaction to Jordan, um, you're like, wait, what? Like, you 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 know some Good. Metallica. The, oh, the Unforgiven was one of my favorite songs. Like in high school, nothing else matters. Well, like, there's been like three like, Unforgivens. I, 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 I I was I was uh, I was kind of morose and, and dark in, in in my younger days. Master of Puppets is probably what they're most famous for. Um, Interesting man, also, but uh, you know the Black Album. I I lived on that when I when I was a kid. I I was a big fan until they ruined uh, free music. Emmett, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of this three part um, this three part collaboration uh, when you? Heard it. Um, what were your general thoughts? What do you think about it now? I think it's pretty cool. Like, yeah. like the cynical part of me is like, uh, they're just jumping on the bandwagon of like guy getting and trying to get celebrities to join. But like, the other part of me is like, oh, it's super cool. Like, like James Hetfield, that's awesome. Like, I've I've been listening to this guy Kinda since is, I was right? in middle school. Like, it's it's so cool. Like, I, I think it's a cool collaboration. I think, I think it's fun. I think if the cigar is good, I don't know. I haven't smoked it yet, but hopefully it's good. But I like stuff like that. I like the collaboration. I think it's cool. Alex, what do you think of this uh, collaboration? Um, I, I think it's good for them um, all the way around. You know, I, I, I don't think there's any one party that helps the other more in this type of situation. Um, uh, most importantly, I mean, to me, uh, they, they came out with a good cigar. You know, it's, it's, it's not just a... a cigar with a couple celebrities smacked on it you know um i like that cigar so you know they they have this what's the word i'm looking for they have this vehicle for for great promotion mm -hmm. and marketing of it but they also came with a good product there's there's definitely some gravitas here huh randy i mean yeah. in this uh yeah. three-way partnership no i i think i think it's interesting you know that uh emmett's analogy I think actually convinces me that this is the right partnership because like you look at the guy Fieri, um, I think he's the perfect partner with Espinosa. He wants to be involved in the industry. He wants to show up at events. He wants to like, you know, they're leaning into, they have a close friendship and they're actually pretty, you, you know, have a kind of a similar vibe and feel that rough edge to, to them. Um, I think that, that uh, a guy Fieri cigar with Drew Estate wouldn't be re wouldn't resonate the same way where where with um with Metallica a global uh, brand by all respects um is perfect you know I I love what Alex just said you know Drew Estate has this marketing vehicle that can really take Metallica and spread it out in the world they can do big posters and and cardboard cutouts and stuff and you, you know it feels like I I don't expect to see the Metallica guys like at next PCA and stuff like that. I instead I expect to see well not PCA is a bad example I guess but but, but you know what I mean like like the, I don't expect to see him actually in, involved in the industry. It's just a great brand to to partner your brand with where where guy wants to actually be the person you know talking to you about the flavors and he's excited about the flavors versus like just this great marketing opportunity to build two large brands together. Now, Matt, you you're just a cigar smoker. Uh, you don't care about too many crazy things. So you're 
you know, you're kind of like me, just like it just hits you the way it hits you. What did you think of that? Uh, I'm just excited to finally know what music tastes like. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Jordan, explain that real quick. Well, Black and Whiskey um, was originally a collaboration with the Metallica guys, and I can't think of the distillery's name, but they they will take a blend and they'll apparently the the Metallica guys custom curate (laughs) a Metallica playlist that they will then shoot into the whiskey barrels at like low frequencies to like vibrate in the the help the whiskey get into the wood pull out more of the flavors from the wood now okay. that's a bit like <laughs> pretty, Jeff- pretty bizarre but <laughs> I, li- I like i like the, the, i like the fun it's narrative a cool you know? story i love the narratives i live I, it's, just it's kind like of- singing to your plants yes, like yes, and they exactly. grow better like but at the same time i just can't help but think it's kind of funny just imagining like their bass player just like <laughs> it's like a full-time job now he's just in the warehouse like oh, i can't stop god i've played inner sandman 400 400 times today <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Jordan. Uh, so, on that note, we'll, uh, we'll on that note. You like like that? Uh, we'll start kind of with you. Um, h- how do you feel about the cigar? How do you feel like it would pair with whiskey? What do you think of the cigar so far? With four minutes to go in your in your tasting, your first impression. So up front, I, I also haven't noted yet that it's not a barrel aged cigar or anything like that. As far as I know, it's just made to to pair with the brand. Um, uh, it's, it's kind of a unique blend for Drew State. I don't think I've seen one like this from them before. It's got a Mexican San Andreas wrapper, Connecticut Broadleaf binder, Nicaraguan, and Pennsylvania Lajero in the filler. So mm. they're kind of branding wow. it as like an all Maduro blend. Um, Whoa. With, with, the, with the black kind of theme. Um, it is weird. It had that super distinct mezcal note. And, you know, a lot of times with San Andreas, you're going to get like a smoky kind of profile. And so that kind of it showed up real up front at, at the start. Um, and then it, it keeps hitting with these interesting notes. Like after that, it was like a real doughy kind of a yeasty uh, Cuban pastry kind of a flavor. Um, so that was all like in the first like half inch. It's kind of pulled back on the craziness since then. Uh, but do, it has sort of a smoky hickory kind of vibe to it. And it's, it's pretty good. All right. Uh, uh, construction is on point as well. I got a note like it's got that like paper mache hard exterior. Mm, uh, I love that. Which I always like. Uh, Real nice construction. Uh, Matt, uh, what do you think of the HBC Selection number one so far? Oh, man, this thing is, is is really good. It's it's not like any HBC I've ever smoked. It's, it's very different. It's super uh, – it's almost tattoo-eye. Like, it's peppery. It's sweet. Um, the flavors are just ramping up and up. It's got a uh, Mexican San Andreas wrapper. It's Nicaraguan binder and filler. And I don't know. Like, the construction is great. It's just – toothy it's it's so good right now all right uh very good i'm smoking the 22 minutes midnight from lost and found this is the habano uh i have to say um this was made at the william ventura factory which oof burned down which is totally tragic our hearts go out to those guys on the dr there uh this is a 22 dollar stick it's i'm smoking the uh six by 52 uh toro version of that there's not a lot um about the uh blend on this cigar that's available um, only 200 boxes of this were made, but I got to tell you guys, so far, you got to get your hands on the cigar. It is so far. I'm telling you right now, it's absolutely phenomenal. Randy, what can you uh, phenomenal. tell? <laughs> what can you tell folks about the um, 
the cigar that you are smoking, the Sakukan. Uh, the Sakukan. Um, so, you know, anything, anytime you have a, a brand extension, it, you're always, at least for me, I have a hard time um, removing it from the previous releases. So you have the, the original Mi Querida uh, that has the uh, Connecticut Broadleaf wrapped around a Nicaraguan binder, Nicaraguan fillers. Then the next up, which is my absolute favorite, the Mikari, the Tricky Traka, based off of the Firecracker version um, that actually mixes in a little bit of Honduran filler and some higher primings to give a little bit more spiciness, a little bit more kick, a little bit more strength. Um, and then you've got this bad boy that uh, it came out originally for show sponsor JR Cigars for their 50th anniversary last year. It was originally released um under just, uh, I believe, Mikari, the 50th anniversary, um, uh, re-releasing this year as uh, Saku Khan. And what, from what I've heard, um, he is working to get enough tobacco that this can uh, be released as a full line in 2023. That being said, this this has um, uh, the, the Honduran filler that the Tricky Chaka has, but it has the San Andreas binder. Um, this is... I mean, Honestly, Broadleaf and San Andreas are, are two of my favorite rappers. I like that chocolatey, rich, earthy, heavy Maduro character, the sweetness. Um, first, I got to say, and I don't want to take it out on the cigar. I've never smoked a cigar this big before, and it feels different. <laughs> you have to actually like draw a little bit harder. The flavor feels a little bit, um, I, I know it's probably silly to say, but distant um, it's not as, as, uh, you know, you don't get as much smoke like filling the palate. Um, so, so I'm still kind of getting used to just smoking such a, a, an enormous cigar, but it does have all those flavors. It has the, the sweetness, the chocolatey, the earthiness. It doesn't have the spiciness and the black pepper. It, it has it, but it's more subdued than the tricky chaka. And, and again, I, I don't want to, you, you know, um, punish the cigar that i'm that i'm comparing it to another mi querida but it's hard when it's you know the same band same name um and so for for me so far it, it it's got all the flavors that i was looking for and that i was expecting from it but they're not as intense as uh, it's not as high intensity as i would have expected interesting uh alex what can you tell us about the foundation cigars olmec 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 i'll never say Emmett hit it the right there. Foundation Olmec. Um, I'm smoking the Claro version, which um, this is Nick's, um, I guess, spotlight on uh, the Mexican San Andreas Valley and the tobacco that comes out of there. Um, I've never smoked a Mexican Claro or natural type, you know, uh, Mexican San Andreas. Patron 1964 natural, right? Come <laughs> on. Mm, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can say it. Um, but speaking about <laughs> this cigar, um, it has a very distinct flavor that I'm enjoying. Um, I I can't pick off what it is. It reminds me not not in in flavor profile, but it reminds me very much of the Menelik in, in that very distinct flavor. Um, you know, I can, I can smoke a Menelik unbanded and I'll know it's a Menelik. And I feel like if you handed me this after smoking it unbanded, I'll be able to pick it off because it's very distinct and, and not like many other things that I've smoked. 
Okay. Interesting. Emmett, we're going to finish with you, and not only do you get to describe this, but you can go ahead and... We'll get uh, into it. You can go ahead and give your rating at the end, yeah. and I will say that um, Matt predicted that you'd give it an 89, but go ahead and tell folks what you've got from this cigar and your first impressions yeah. and how you'd rate it. So I have to say my expectations were pretty high for this cigar because all the guys that came with me to PCA... Uh, they picked this as their favorite cigar from the show, and I hadn't smoked it yet, and they were raving about it. Um, and I have to say, they were right. This cigar is fantastic. Um, I'm not going to give it a score yet, but I'll give you some details. Yeah. Uh, Connecticut Broadleaf Wrapper, Ecuadorian Sumatra Binder. Uh, let's see, Nicaraguan Dominican Peru Filler. Only comes in one size. Uh, boxes of 12, sells for... $12-ish. And the story behind it is really cool. Like, the story behind the artwork is, like, his daughter had a dream of uh, her her grandmother and, like, drew it on a piece of paper and it looked exactly like a photograph they found later. It's kind of, like, supernatural. A really cool story. Look into that if you haven't seen it. But uh, the cigar itself is really good, you guys. Um, now, Emmett, before you finish, yeah. I've noticed that Peruvian tobacco sometimes... Tastes a bit fruity or banana-y. Do you? I guess? was just gonna say the notes I'm getting for this are stone fruit mm. and like kind of a, a charred oaky flavor. So yeah, you're totally right. Um, yeah, it's delicious. I'm gonna give it a 92. Oh wow! Oh, so my it goodness. it beats Whoa. the spread. It beats by, the spread. It's really good. It beats Luciano. the spread I hope by you're still three. watching. We all love it. I love it. It's great. Good wow! Job. Fantastic! Wow! Super high from Emmett and. and uh, and that and Emmett's so, a stickler. And Emmett's a stickler. So I don't know if you, Alex. <laughs> uh, well, let's go to you, Alex, on the uh, old McDonald had a farm Claro Toro from you got Foundations. It. You said it right. Thank you. Uh, uh, Emmett predicted that you'd give this a ninety-one. Alex, what are you going to give the Almec? Uh, Emmett nailed it. He he nailed it. And I didn't I didn't remember what his score was. I knew it was around there, but yeah, th this is a ninety-one for me. It's just wow. A, yeah. It's a distinct. Um, smoking experience, and, and it, it makes me want to go now and, and try the Maduro and, and see the differences that lie within it. So, yeah, good cigar, man. I didn't have any issues with it whatsoever. One thing, I do have a heavy nicotine buzz going on. I don't know uh. if I can put that on this cigar or the fact that I'm burning through two cigars in, in 50 minutes. So I can't <laughs> yeah, necessarily right. put it on, on you gotta this slow down. cigar itself. <laughs> Oh uh, wow! Very that's enjoyable. Two two super high scores right off the bat. Uh, Randy, the Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust Sakakan. Now, Alex had a ridiculous prediction. Uh, very hard to uh, probably beat this spread, but he said you were going to give it a ninety-four. How are you going to rate that Sakakan? Yeah, you know, you know, one one more flavor that's popping out that that's uh, really kind of defining where this needs to be for me. Is I'm very much getting like a charred oak, like that 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 uh, you know if you if you were to ever smell a, a a fresh charred oak barrel before bourbon goes into it in the first place, and you just smell that like that burnt character, yeah. getting a bit of burntness from this comes off a little bit bitter. Um, I, I'm gonna have to say it's probably my least favorite of the three Mikarita releases. Wow, um, uh, it's 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 an excellent cigar. It's it's a high quality cigar. The burn is perfect. Construction is immaculate. Um, and it's got one of the sexiest, toothiest uh, broadleaf wrappers I've ever seen. A um, lot, lot of indicators that this is really, really high quality. For my palate, I'm going to have to say this is an 88. 
All right, eighty-eight. So it did not. It did not very eat, good, which is it, still still very good. It's a solid right? score. Like, yeah, interesting. Um, okay, uh, I'll go on to my with the twenty-two minutes to midnight from Lost and Found. Uh, Randy thought I would give this an eighty-eight, folks. This is a, a great cigar. Like I I love it. Everything about the cigar, the burn is perfect. The flavors are fun. You get uh, baking spice. You get you get a little bit of sweetness, but also in a it, for a habano there's some pepper in this which is a bit you know like normally like peppers you're you're thinking of maybe like more along the lines of the maduros or that really heavy heavy esteli tobacco and here we have this dominican cigar which is surprising that there's some pepper but i like it in this like i like that there's pepper in a dominican style cigar makes it so much more fun um to me uh randy picked that i would say 88 folks I'm giving this a solid 91. Ooh, solid 91. That's a high score from Ooh, yeah. Sensei. I love it. It's I, w- I can smoke this yeah, every buddy. day. This is absolutely fantastic. All right, let's move to Jordan. Jordan, I predicted that you would uh, rate the blackened M81 from Drew Estate as an 88. Tell us what you think. Okay, so obviously I mentioned the construction was good. It's it's uh, holding up still. Uh, draws nice. It's, it's hovering around earthy black pepper. Uh, campfire kind of a profile, which goes really nicely with. I'm I'm drinking the uh, Old Forester rye, um, and that rye spice is playing off the black pepper in the cigar. It's a real good pairing. Um, it it uh, early on it had so many unique flavors in a row, and I forgot to mention it. Also, after the the yeasty kind of bread dough flavor, it kind of went into like a almost like a disarono, like um, this almondy cherry kind of fruity mm-hmm. syrupy kind of flavor but since then it's it's lost a bit of that um uniqueness um has a short finish uh and i was just so like impressed right like by such unique flavor unique flavor unique flavor and then just like since then i'm kind of like where where is that come on let's go um it's good uh i i would like to give it another shot i'll give it an 89 for now ah so it did it it beat the spread just barely. Just barely. Uh, 89 for the blackened. Uh, finally, Matt, uh, Jordan predicted that you would rate the HVC Selection number one as a 90. What do you think? Uh, this cigar is so good. Um, the draw, the every, the construction's great. It's, it's sweet. It's peppery. It's spicy. The retro is super smooth. Um, when Jordan said 90, I'd already taken my first draw, and it was... I was like, oh, that's pretty good. But I think I'm going to go 91. Wow. Nice. Really, this cigar is almost perfect. It's so good. Dang. He uh, beat the spread. Beat the spread. And uh, I remember having that one at the show. And unfairly, I, I didn't like it. But remember, when you're it's at Vegas, when it's Vegas, yeah. you're at the PCA, and things go weird. Um, so, like, that's I can't wait to try that again now, Matt. Thank you nice. for that. Boys, thanks to everybody for joining us. Here is the leaderboard. Let's go through these real quick. Hopefully that I, I, I didn't screw up this leaderboard too bad. Look at the wide variance of Emmett's cigars. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had that big a spread. He has got an eight-point spread <laughs> between the 92 of the Maria Luci, Lucia from Luciano Cigars now um, compared to the Villager Miami, which you gave an 84. Didn't Couldn't quite get much flavor from that particular yeah. cigar. Um, so based, based off of that, Emmett uh, 
we could take that get your hands on this particular cigar here. Yeah, try try the Maria, Maria Lucia. It's great. Yeah. Uh, I believe bring, it's Lucia. Lucia? Bring Are that, you sure? Bring that, uh, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I don't know. Is it Lucia? I thought I it was Lucia. Anyways. Luciano, can you comment? <laughs> <laughs> Is it Lucia or Lucia? Uh, Alex, you were very, very close. Both of your cigars, the uh, Tatawahe Verico Blue, came in at 90, which is very high, and the Almec Claro at a 91, my friend. So here's the thing. The rating scale is a little bit confusing to me. Um, you know, you you guys think a 94 is, is, is high, which yes. I can understand. Um, but the margin is like four points. I mean, it's like cigars drop off a cliff if they get rated below a 90. Um, uh, there's a reason for that. I would say that. Yeah, uh, 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 but listen, listen. No, n- no manufacturer that slaps their ratings on the box puts a rated 89 by whoever. I've on definitely their box. seen 89s below Nine, that. 90. You're right. I, 89. I've seen on a box. Wait, wait. 89 is like it. let's wait. 89 let's, is it. like your standard. It's, let's it's talk a about that for a second. Let's. And, um, now there's a reason for that, and this is a discussion in the industry. Um, but remember, the, in my opinion, the rating scale has to encompass all cigars, from yes. machine-made mm-hmm. right. to seconds to bundled cigars to catalog cigars, all the way up to premiums. And so, a yeah, you, you do in the premium world. It's like this: what if a bunch of real, uh, what if a bunch of AP college students uh, took a test? They're all they're all going to get somewhere around, you know. 89 to 97 or something, right? Because they're AP college students. But the, the high schoolers, they take the same test. And the junior high schoolers, they take the same test. And elementary kids take the same test. And so you would see that curve based on those varying things. So unless you had a different scale for machine maids and a different scale for seconds and a different scale for um, catalog cigars and bundled cigars and premium cigars, that would be the only way that you could get, you know, uh, a, a wider range there. So I think there's a reason. It's just like wine. Like, right, every wine that you go to at the liquor store is somewhere between an 84 and a 91. That's just the way it is. That's the way the rating well, it's, scale it's works. It's a good thing. It means that all right now most cigars are pretty dang good. Yep. That's true. And, you, you, yeah, you, can't, I... you know, it just because go they're all good doesn't mean we have to – Intentionally score one. What would you guys say is? What would you guys say is like the average? I would say it's like 87, 87, 88. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, An average cigar, I would say, an average premium, a premium cigar would be somewhere between eighty six to eighty seven. Yeah, so an eighty nine is not a bad score. It's a good score. It's better than average. Yeah, I would say I would agree for sure. Uh, So, and I I think you have to hesitate from going into the nineties and ninety fours. It doesn't because that's because they're all premiums because of the super premiums that usually occupy that era of area of the scale. The problem is then we box ourselves in from really differentiating premiums. You know, we have to look at. Look at the the decimal point. You know, there's there's a big difference (laughs) between don't even scale eighty nine and ninety. Right. No, I I understand your point. I just think that, you know, people understand, like you understand when you take a test, if you get if you get an 87, you understand what that means. Yeah. Right. Everybody intrinsically understands what that means. Yeah. I mean, I think on, on Blind Man's Puff, 
and Dojo, if, if a cigar rates above a 92, I'm going to go buy it. Like, if I haven't tried right. it, if it's a 93 or 94, I'm buying a box no matter what. Like, because I know that yeah, those... Yeah, I don't want that to be an easy score to get. Like, yeah. When the, uh, we only get, exactly. like, three 94s a year. Like, and those ones you should really go get. Yeah. Right. Uh, but, so, so um, Alex, uh, just to finish your thought on these two particular cigars, it seems like, for you, um, both of these are, are cigars that people should probably get their hands on. Yes, yes, they, they're they're definitely both um, worthy smoking cigars. Uh, the Tatuaje was a, a $12 Toro. The Almec is a fourteen fifty dollars Toro. Um, like I said before, the, the Tatuaje definitely provides that, that Cuban-y type smoking experience. Um, and, and the Almec is just really a, a, a very different experience. Um, it's, it's a very distinct flavor. Um, and, if, and if you're looking for something that like is new and, and, and that you probably haven't really had that kind of type flavor, you want something different, the Olmec hits that for sure. All right. Very good. Uh, bring the uh, leaderboard back up. Matt. Um, Matt came in with the Sancho Panza at an 86 and the HVC Selection at a 91. That's a pretty uh, – it's, it's not as wide of a, a berth as, as Emmett's. But you could really tell the difference between these two cigars. Yeah, I mean the the Sancho had the cigar. You know, that's a, a smoking cigar. You smoke it. It's, it's and you had said when you it. rated it is it's it's fine all the way through. I could mow my lawn. I'd be happy. Yeah, I'd be happy with that cigar. And then this cigar, the flavors and everything about it just they ramp up as you're smoking it. It gets better and better. Nothing changes. It just gets better. It's it's kind of a weird experience for a cigar for me. So HBC very high now, Jordan. I also uh, just like Matt, my uh, uh, range was uh, ninety-one to um, eighty-six, um, right? Jordan, yeah. put that up. Yeah, Correct. yeah, ninety-one to eighty-six on that. So I'm sort of like with Matt. This this twenty-two minutes to midnight. I know it's expensive. It's twenty-two bucks, but man, you you got to give it a shot. It's very very good. Not like your typical Habano. Um, totally extremely good. I've had extremely it. Man, good. That's a good cigar. Really good, Jordan. Um, you came in pretty close, right, Jordan? Yours were. Uh... I had the biggest spread. Oh yeah, you actually you did. That's right. I forgot. Wow, the, nine points. The, uh, what was it about the pure evil that just fell so short for you? Um, well, it's just burnt, burnt, acrid, ammonia type of flavors that just kept going throughout the cigar. Burnt nutmeg. Um, not a good. Uh, I had to I had to relight it a whole bunch of times. A lot of touch ups and relights. You're getting and that, every once in a while you're getting a decent a flavor that comes in, but I I don't have time for that. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time, <laughs> nobody for, that. Got time for that. <laughs> all right, boys. Uh, thanks to all of you, but let's just go through it now. I know what Jordan's doing. I know what uh, Matt's doing. Emmett, what's going on? Blindmanspuff.com. Any reviews coming up or any ones that just posted? What can you tell folks? How can folks find you? Yeah, we uh, blindmanspuff.com. We just posted the uh, the review of the Dunbarton Bewitched, and that was a 95. Holy! Which is insane, because we haven't given a 95 in a long time. So that's, that's one of the highest scores on the site we've ever given. So go check that cigar out. Go read the review. That Bewitched is is really good. I smoked that during, during the show, too, and really liked it. Um, yeah. Go check it out. Uh, now, real quick before we go on to Alex and Randy. You smoked it during the show? All, <laughs> how many cigars were you smoking during the show? So many. Um, all the cigars. Real quick, uh, Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest, you guys handed out how many cigars to yeah. smoke blind? 1,400. 1,400 cigars. 1,400 cigars. We, I 
and my wife unbanded <laughs> and rebanded and gave out to all the attendees. <sighs> and uh, we got back almost 500 reviews from the wow. attendees of the festival. And the winner wow, was actually fantastic. the Agonorsa Anniversario uh, Maduro. Nice. That was the nice. best, the highest scoring cigar. Uh, so congrats to Terrence and, and Agonorsa. That was, a, that was a really cool event. I know he shared it. And, and I'm, I'm assuming at this point you're, you're going to retire. That's it. Like, yep. <laughs> no more. Never doing it again. No, I think, that, <laughs> I think that's the, uh, some, a super cool addition to Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest. Yeah, it's become like a thing that people yeah. look forward to now. Like it's, it's part of the it's part of the festival. I love it. People people are are into it and they're they're what did you start Emmett? what did you start i don't know it's It's two weeks of work for me that's fine (laughs) no good for you that's super cool so congratulations to terrence on that alex what's going on with smoking i know you have a new sampler which is your cigar brand fantasy winning team but what else is going on at smoking we saw a press release today for the new espinoza caged dog Dog cage? Tell us about that. Cage the dog. Cage the dog. Cage the dog. Cage the dog. Yeah. Cage the dog. So yeah. it, we have our uh, 18th micro blend coming out in October with Espinosa, uh, the cage the dog. Um, we also have a pretty cool commemorative coin uh, coming with that. Everybody likes our coins at Smokin, and this this one is uh, of cage, comma the dog. We also have uh, next month a 2022 Advent calendar coming out so another rendition of the advent calendar with some uh, pretty great surprises in there as well now that's next month yeah it's next month i mean look wow. we want we want to get it so people can purchase it right. and hey be able christmas to have stuff it for is already advent. in target right yeah, now yeah. So. <laughs> yeah i'm well look i mean you know it sucked when we released it 2021 because we we released it after you know the advent season started due to uh, supply chain issues so right. we want to make sure people right. can get this in their hands in time for you know december and smoke one through 25 in december if they choose or you know some people are gluttons and smoke them as fast as they possibly can (laughs) but um yeah that's what we got you know i'm so i'm sure you'll be seeing a lot of me on on smoking broadcasts um we don't have kma tomorrow we were going to have rocky patel on unfortunately he lives in naples right yeah so he's dealing with some of the aftermath i I mean i don't know if he was there or not i would highly doubt it but he's dealing with the aftermath of you know hurricane Ian. so right. hopefully all is well with him and we'll be back next week with uh, i don't know who because paul's not that good <laughs> <laughs> uh, fantastic appreciate, appreciate that alex uh randy i know that this is going to be some breaking news breaking news flavor odyssey will not be on wednesday this coming week tell folks what's no. going on no, because we have some really exciting stuff going on in our lives. We, but we're not going to miss a show, Eric, because that's how dedicated this team is <laughs> to our audience and to the Odyssey that brings flavor to you every single week. So we will be airing on Tuesday this coming week. We will continue on with segment three. German beers will be actually be finishing the the third segment with a pairing with Polner Salvatore. Uh, Doppelbach or any Doppelbach that you can find, ideally a, a, an imported German Doppelbach. They're rich, they're they're heavy, they're they're very intensely flavored and high in alcohol. Super excited about uh, going ahead and getting that onto the Tuesday night, and then we'll return back to regular programming time on Wednesdays after that. But next week, stay tuned for Flavor Odyssey on Tuesday night at your regular 9 p.m. Eastern time slot. Now, uh, I know for a fact, by the way, Flavor Odyssey is sponsored by Drew Estate and also Smoke In. Uh, Randy, 
Can the, you can you hint at all? Is there is can there be any breaking news about what will come after the Oktoberfest segment? Because this is the fourth week coming up. So what's coming after right. that? Well, so as we as we do in between every segment, we'll follow that up immediately with a wild card. Um, but the following segment, we are going to be highlighting Nicaraguan cigars, as we've done Ooh. all of season five. We are doing um, regional uh, segments, and again, as I've said on all of our shows, they don't necessarily have to be puros, but they have to really embody the flavor profiles that we think of when we think about Nicaraguan tobacco. Uh, so we will be kicking off, and uh, and probably this uh, next Tuesday, again, uh, off night for us, we will be announcing what cigars that we're going to be smoking so that everyone has a couple of weeks ahead of time so they can get their hands on the Nicaraguan cigars. Um, but super excited. Obviously, we've talked about it in, in, at nauseum. We are all big fans of Nicaraguan tobacco and, and some of the flavors, and so we'll try and cover you know, the sweetness of Jalapa, the spiciness of Esteli, and really talk more about um, the varietals grown in Nicaragua and what, what those flavor profiles really embody. Fantastic. All right. Appreciate you, boys. Uh, very interesting. Jordan, let's put that uh, leaderboard up one last time before we end tonight. There it is. That's how they did on First Impressions. This is uh, Cigar Speed Dating at its best. Um, hope you enjoyed the show tonight. It's Friday on the dojo. That means get on the dojoverse.com, check into your favorite cigars, post what you're drinking, post what you're smoking, post your now, hashtag now playing. If you're listening to some cool music, we'll be partying all night, Emmett. All night long. All night long on the dojoverse. Until next week, remember, never, never smoke, smoke never alone. Smoke alone. Woo! Monte Cristo 1935 Nicaragua was one of the most highly rated cigars of the year. Expertly crafted by legendary blenders Rafael Nadal and AJ Fernandez, this cigar was blended to celebrate the 85th anniversary of the Monte Cristo line. It is hand rolled using all aged Nicaraguan tobaccos exclusively from AJ's farm. This bold cigar is bursting with rich notes of chocolate, leather, a dash of spice, and a smooth creamy finish. Enjoy one of the finest cigars of the year right now at jrcigars.com.